the Say Something podcast is brought to you by a moment with Morris.com and BlackBlueprints.com. That's BlackBlueprints with a Z.com. I'm Jermaine Morris here with the one and only Mr. Barry Axius. Yes, sir. As we bring you the newest episode of the Say Something podcast. Say something, say something, say something. Where we get together all the time talking about things happening in the light, in the traffic out here in these streets. In these streets, in these streets, in these streets. <laughs> that was a sensitive one right there. Yeah, it's about to be a real sensitive <laughs> subject today. Episode number 56 coming across your temple. Man, just keep climbing the charts. Let's keep on moving the charts, girl. Speaking of which, I'd like to shine light of a special dedication to this episode to one individual uh, out, of, out of the Motown, out of, out of Detroit as well. A lot, a lot of love from Detroit lately. D-Town. Out of Detroit. Uh, born in 1940. Okay. Uh, came up, uh, you know, in the Motown era. You know, in fact, you could say with a blueprint for Motown. Uh, singer songwriter uh, to his credit he has over 4,000 songs written for not only himself but for multiple artists he wrote music for for legends like Michael Jackson the Jackson 5 for Marvin Gaye the Temptations Four Tops Diana Ross and the Supremes uh, more or less the cornerstone that built what would be Motown alongside with Barry Gordy his songs have been covered by everybody from your favorite R&B pop singers to to uh, country western and and rock groups have, have taken cuts and sampled his work. Uh, still alive and kicking. Uh, he's you know had a lot going on out in his life. He's, I think he's got a, a book coming, a new story talking about some of his stuff. He has some drug addiction issues. And uh, but what he has done, uh, the pen game was vicious. Okay. And like I said, for what move. Not only for the stuff that he specifically wrote, but for the acts that came up under that umbrella uh, of the Motown era, which you, without this man, you don't get the Michael Jackson that you saw out, out of that Motown camp. You don't get the Prince. You don't get fast forward. You, you don't get the Ushers and the Timberlakes and hell, even the Beavers. And you don't get uh, the, the the Destiny's Child in, in the Britney Spears era. You don't get all that stuff without the, the blueprint and the cornerstone of what he did coming out of that Motown camp. Still alive and kicking. Just recently had his birthday last month. So show a little love one time to Mr. Smokey Robinson. All right. That still looks like he's 35. Yeah, Smokey's still still out there. He, he's still singing to your mom and your grandmama. Man, getting their <laughs> panties wet. Yeah, because Smokey's still tour. So he's like uh, 78, 78. I guess that much. 78? Born in 40. Damn. Uh, so yeah, he, he's still out there. Smokey's still out there. Uh, I say he wrote for everybody. Mm. You know, at that Motown camp, which uh, a lot of people don't give credit for. In part, it's what uh, Bad Boy did coming out of the 90s. Uh, everybody was on everybody's stuff. Man. Songs were given to, like, Smokey would write it. And almost every member on the Motown roster would get a chance to sing it. Mm. And whoever did the best job with it, it became you their go. song, the tour. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you'll start hearing versions of songs. You're like, oh, I thought so-and-so did that or such and such. Now it's just back then, um, you know, a lot of people who, who did songs, they, they just they did the best version of it. And Motown back then was a camp. So you weren't just an artist like they had classes like on posture and, and, and choreography on carrying yourself like and it didn't matter who you were. 
Like when you came back from tour, when Diana Ross came back from tour, she was right back in the class next to the person who just got there. Mm. Like they, Barry Gordy kept a real tight, tight camp. Like how Puffy made him walk to get the cheesecake. Like that was <laughs> Barry Gordy kept a real, real, real short leash on that roster. And, and Smokey Robinson had the pin game. And, and that he was, was vicious. That was his pin game was vicious. So uh, just a little shout out. love. I think we got to show respect and appreciation. These folks out here who, who laid the the way and the and, and just show the appreciation for what they did. You know, a lot of times we wait till after people are gone. And we talk, appreciate folks now. Yeah, man. and then we try to say, oh, they did this and they were amazing. Well, yeah, but you walk right past them while they was here. You know, or didn't have that appreciation for what they did. But yeah, just a little love out there. Four thousand four thousand songs that he's got uh just credit for, not to mention stuff that he may never put out. That's crazy. Legendary. Legendary dude. You don't talk, but you don't hear about him as you hear about the Bonos of the world and things of that way, that yeah. nature. Yeah. It's crazy, man. We got we have so much We have legends and we icons. We have legends and icons that are still around, existing and breathing and doing their thing and they don't get to shine like other counterparts of other races. But hey, this is the way we live in America, right? Yeah. I, One thing before I know we get into it, you heard about the Florida middle school teacher um that was this unapologetic white supremacist that had her own podcast like a podcast like here i heard i did i just heard yesterday i just saw bits and pieces about that i believe they let her go um yeah they let her go but it's like she had and it is of course it's you know some of our story today in our podcast will be in florida yeah right um and you know she's a white middle school uh, teacher. You know you look see her picture right over here. You, know, you they, our people can't see her, but in anywhere America, white girl. Yeah, it's uh interesting because and I just want to just just because there's so much stuff going on in our schools where we find the root of like mass incarceration will be at the school, right? And yeah. and the the, the uh, what you think about. A kid, African American kid, that don't get it figured out by third grade, they already planning, you know, their his next resort and within the next, you know, twenty years, right? Yeah. So it's odd to me, or it's it's just hilarious how folks have got outside of being undercover because she could, probably could have got away with this if she kept on just being who she was on the low. Yeah. But folks have gotten so comfortable with like, well, shoot. Everyone take, else is gonna. I'm taking this to the airwaves. I'm gonna take this to the airwaves, <laughs> and no one at the moment where America's going crazy and people are very sensitive about ways you treat the opposite sex, um, how racism is covered or how is it's handled. You will be checked and be thrown into the fire unless you have a a a, a bunch of money. And a bunch of, of 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 power to where you can kind of navigate as Mister Forty Five, aka the Pussy Grabber, has, and some other individuals. Yeah, you better be careful being just a simpleton and just being an average white um, person that doesn't have any clout to go out your way and say, "Well, yeah, I, I I don't like these people as well." And it's just hilarious how folks have gotten so comfortable. With being able to say, well, I'm going to do a podcast and I'm going to speak from my heart. And these are the people that are teaching our kids. Yeah. And that goes into what we're going to talk about deeper. But it's just hilarious how we want to give more power to some of these folks that don't even understand 
nor do they uh, have any cultural relevance and they're under closet in the closet racist I think that it's just it's crazy how this story is coming out in the moment in the time of what we're going to be discussing later in our podcast okay so if you take uh, Florida and I'm not sure which city this lady was from but they just came off the the, the Parkland shooting down there in mm-hmm. Florida where the uh, high school kid what was it uh, 17 killed and then another yeah. group were, were injured and had ties to uh, to white supremacist group mm-hmm. you know that, that he was that, that's what he was on and the, the reaction, you know, the, the kids got together saying we need to get together and ban assault rifles. Yeah. You know, there's no reason why the only reason why you have a, a, a an AR is to shoot is to hunt people. Like there's no there's no game you're going to take down with that type of gun. Yeah. You know, the only thing you're that is for is for killing human beings. And so uh, that was then uh, met with the nah, son. You know, we ain't getting rid of them guns. Yeah. And, and so the the next step was they was trying to make the campaign of arming teachers and this is still in florida where they're starting to get a little headway on the idea of 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 getting armed teachers on the premises so if worst case scenario uh the teacher can clap back and so why this teacher why this this story with this woman needs to get the gravity and the weight that it that 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 is necessary is because she's got these views about her students (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in a stand your ground state. Yeah. So if you put the gun in the hand of a teacher who already has these preconceived notions about her students in a stand your ground state, all she has to do is say she felt threatened by her 15 year old English student. Mm. I thought he was reaching for something. Mm. I thought he was going to do something to me. You know, and don't think that if you think that ain't going to happen. You're going to wait till till all of a sudden Jimmy gets shot in, in second period math because he seemed overly aggressive for his teacher. Yeah. You know, that that having these teachers in charge of our kids with these type of views, it can't just be what well, she can think, what she can think, or she can do what she wants on her own time. Like I said, especially in that state. <laughs> like I said, well, trying to, that we've seen what's happened to Trayvon Martin. Exactly. And this is coming off the, the six year now anniversary. Man, shout and, out to the brother Trayvon, man. Yeah. Because a lot of what's going on. It's due to um, that story and this situation, and we still fighting for the man. Still. And like I said, that same state, you want to put put firearms in the hands of teachers who carry those belief systems. And like I said, that stand your ground part is huge because in that state, to stand your ground, it simply means that you need to feel, in your view, legitimately threatened. And now you give teachers guns under the premise of students will be carrying them. Or in the event that if a student pulls a gun, you're supposed to protect yourself and the student. So get out of my class. Student walks over, grabs his backpack <laughs> aggressively. Oh, man. Oh, I thought he was reaching for yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> Just already in Georgia, there was a guy, a teach, teacher that, you know, like kind of what? The homie barricaded. Barricaded his ass in. Um, his classroom was shooting. I don't know what was yeah, the story. Yeah, shot was. the gun off in in uh, northern Georgia. Shot the shot the gun off in class. Barricaded the doors up because he was on having a falling down moment where he had just had enough. Like I I mean I think that D L Hughley comedian said it best. He said you don't want to. You got a group of people who say you won't give them a raise, but you'll give them a gun. gun. And then you have a group yeah. of people because they have the whole district that's not even in school. Because yeah, exactly. Of the striking. They, uh, and then you have a group of people 
that um, can't even work for the most part with our, our students, aren't culturally relevant, as I said earlier, and um, have a tough enough time dealing with most of our kids, black kids. I mean, if you go through state to state in America, I mean, black kids are failing. I mean, just in a, in a rate to where, uh, and especially black males, yeah. um, to a rate to where you're like, are these, what? What are they doing in the classroom? And I think it has to do a lot with classroom and it has to do a lot with um, parental support. But the bottom line is we tend to try to uh, push away the issue to create another issue and think that certain things like this will solve it. We are looking at not giving these people, the teachers, enough pay to where they're equipped to deal with it, enough training to where they're equipped to deal with it. We're not giving cultural relevant uh, classes or, um, you know, uh, uh, work for 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 our, our teachers to be able to be have the ability to deal with our kids in the moments of where they're at. We're not um, enforcing enough support for te- for not teachers, but for parents to be able to cope with their, their, their children. And, you know, we're doping some of these kids up and saying they have ADHD and, and you know, passing a, a baton. For us to even think or suggest that a gun in, a, uh, in the hands of a uh, teacher, for them to now be the law, for them to now be judge, jury, and at some particular times, executioner, I mean, it's just let you know how we've gone so far from um, thinking with a straight mind and not looking into the lens of fear or the fact that, well, let's focus on changing how we look at the mental health system. Let's not go to route of dealing with, hey, Here's preventive measures. Give them the guns. Let's go into how are these kids getting to this point, to this level, to where they're like, ah, I don't care. I want to kill everybody and anything, right? Yeah. Let's go into investing more money and more outreach and more services in the mental health industry. I, so some that I thought was interesting, just my own little thought that came up when they talked about the, the attachment between mass shooters and mental health. And there was another link to mass shooters. Uh, they bring up the issue that they had mental health problems prior that went unnoticed or unchecked. But something I found was interesting in most of the mass shooters of the last decade in the United States of America, primarily Caucasian males, uh, most of them had a link to some white supremacist organization. Mm. So my question that popped in my head is, is that is there a link to white supremacist thought process and mental health? Mm. Like, w- remove the shooting part. Is is that something to look... If, if they started... Because what they do... If, if you're black in America, everything's about connecting the dots and linking things up. So if you're doing something, well, do you have gang ties to this, links to criminal behavior to this, links to certain kind of parenting and certain kind of people you're around? They're always trying to build a case. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how much information or research is done on the mental health aspect of those who, who practice white supremacist views. Because if you could link people who have white supremacist views to mental health, you could then link those two together to problematic shooting. Like, I'd be interested if they like this may seem a little abstract, but the way they do us, how everything is all in and everything links to criminal behavior and how we can all get caught up for anything because we could potentially be up to no good. 
I wonder if 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 they because there's no such thing as a white identity extremist. But there is such thing as, as a, a black, black identity extremist. Identity yeah. extremist. <laughs> if you say that you link black in any part of the title, you can be linked to a black identity extremist, which would link you to to criminal behavior, which could link you to perpetual violence, which could link you. You know what I'm saying? Like those. Yeah. That's that A to B to C. But I just thought that it was interesting that all of these, uh, of so many of these mass shooters are linked to white supremacist groups or some ties in some way, shape, or form. If they start going after them, like they come after us, how many preventive shootings and issues and problems could be thwarted or rerouted because they were already on the list, like we on the list? Yeah, 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 and and I, <laughs> and that's like <laughs> you're going to have white teachers that don't respond well to black students with guns and you have a lot of them who are fearful especially when it comes to males let's look at this yeah trained police officers trained police officers gun badge here to protect and serve trained yeah that's supposed to know every in any situation have killed unarmed black people Fear. Trained because we know fear. Because they were afraid for their life. Trained with gun badge, all the the resources they could possibly have and backup they could possibly have. Yeah. Now, frail white middle class chemistry teachers, English teacher with three kids. Uh, Johnny kind of abruptly calls her a bitch. In a manner where she feels, you know, it was aggressive. Yeah. He turns away and she shoots him in the back. Yeah. This is like a recipe for disaster. And I do believe some of the schools in the United States have already passed that they're going to arm. Well, I, mean, I if I'm if I'm not I don't incorrect. think legally, I think some there are some areas who who are welcoming to it. I don't think law wise it's gone in, but something to take in consideration in that Parkland shooting, there were deputies on the scene. And, Coward. And who did not go in because uh, they, maybe they were fearful for their lives. Now, I'd have been interested interested to see if the shooter in that situation was black because they took him into custody. They 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 waited until they got you know when when they do these things when it has to do with with young white shooters, uh, they they're trying their best to apprehend the assailant. Yeah. They're doing their best to take him into custody. Uh, you could say he had a black jacket on, and they go in guns ablaze. They just had the, the the police shooting where they shot the armed black sixty five times. Yeah. You know, like when, when it's one of us, they they're coming guns ablazing. You know, so if, if this is a mentality that goes across the nation, but specifically let's keep it in Florida, where they have so many issues that keep coming up. What's if you are the parent of a black student in the state of Florida, because it's not going to be a district thing. It's the state. Yeah. Do you keep your kid in there? Like if all of a sudden they say, OK, starting school semester of 2022, you know, by the time you get all the legislation, you get all this stuff up to code. All teachers will be trained in basic uh, concealed carry training, which is you know, that little day course. We do the book and do the little little, little class. And you're now all trained to, to carry a firearm. Mm. Uh, think about a, 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 a situation. Remember the girl a few years back who was uh, kept getting asked to leave the classroom. Yeah. And they called a security dude yes. in, and he body slammed her out the desk. Yes. 
You know what I'm saying? Or the situation where two students are sitting there full on brawling and the teacher tries to separate and he gets checked to the yep. floor. Yep. Yep. How do you think these situations are going to play themselves out? Man, it's, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. <laughs> like, if schools have not seen that inadequately these certain kids have not been uh, uh, um the process of us dealing with these kids has not been in a correct manner, shape, form, fashion, and we've struggled with um, being innovative. We've struggled with trying to hit the nail with some of these students, right? But now we're going to press uh, a rewind and say, well, now let's just start this all over again. And what we're going to do is supply you with a gun. Can you imagine that kid that doesn't want to read? That teacher pulls out a gun, say, I need you to read, Sammy, now. Yeah. Well, let's take this. Where do you think this money is going to come from? Oh, so, so well, no, but I'm saying so. You already have failing districts because they're not getting proper funding. Yeah. Like the, the schools are closing across the country. Kids are getting bused to other schools. You know, ideally, a classroom should have one teacher to about any, about 25 students. Bro, but, but I'm saying, look, so yeah, you yeah, said I, ideal. I, I'm not even thinking about ideal. this. The number is so, crazy. So, so this is just to, to wrap your brain around as you hear this. So you should about 25 students roughly to, to a teacher would be a good situation where you can really get some information. I would say 1 yeah. to 15, but yeah. go ahead. You, you bump it up before the old average was somewhere around 28 to 30. Probably when you was a kid, just probably about 30 kids in a classroom when you're younger. They have schools now where since they keep closing, where they have teachers who have 40 some odd kids in their classroom. So think about this. You've got 42, 41, 42 students in a 50 minute classroom. How much teaching are you actually getting to with your resources? Yes. So now if you start to say, OK, we need to arm these teachers. We need to go through this training with the budget allotted for our school districts. So now you're going to get less teaching. You're going to get uh, less uh, resources. You're going to get more frustrated, overworked teachers. With, with with less resources and tools to teach your students in an environment that teach students are going to start feeling a certain there's going to be a degree of anxiety among students because they know their teachers packing. Yeah. You know I mean, when you're sitting across from somebody who, you know, has a pistol on them, that changes the dynamic yeah. of how you interact. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, oh now the, the thought process of getting a wrong answer or standing up in front of class and you're nervous or any of these things Just getting into an altercation the idea of going to school will raise the anxiety and when you're highly anxious especially as a child your reaction to things are different in a stand your ground state where all it takes is erratic behavior and a child being emotional who to thunk it you know where i i mean there's just so many which ways to sunday that this thing can go wrong florida <laughs> let's 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 get that right yeah we started off the story with a story from Florida. Yeah. Let's think about Trayvon Martin, whose uh, you know timely demise, so young, yeah, created so much of what a lot of these new uh, movements have uh, been pushed into, as far as looking at the racial divide and how we look at black youth, just black youth in general, young men and women, and. What we've come to to solve a problem that has to deal with mental health, and we figure that if a police who cowered while the shooting was going on didn't go in because he was in fear, he thought about his kids, thought about his family, 
what in the moment would that teacher do where they think that they're in intimate danger? And then what will now these kids who do have weapons now they start bringing their weapons in locker rooms uh, and they start, um, you know, putting their uh, their weapons in cars or friends cars. You're creating a war zone in a place where they're supposed to get educated. We're basically um, creating a militarized uh, 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 schools throughout the United States because you got uh, um, teachers that will have guns. So you're going to have more police on the campus. Right. You so, or unless that's the substitute for. Well, where is it that a child starts to learn? As you talk about anxiety, dude, I'm finna be shitting bricks if I know, uh, 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 you know, Marianne, uh, uh, my fifth grade uh, teacher has a gun. Well, let, let's take it a step further. People feel a certain kind of way. There's a certain degree of power that comes with that feeling of having a firearm. So imagine, you know, you're the teacher. Who's felt almost victimized by your students. Mm. They don't listen to you. They don't sit down when you tell them to sit down. They don't quote unquote put respect on your name. Now we give you a, a gun. You don't think that there's a percentage of teachers who are going to decide that they can now impose their will. Like, they, oh, I told him to sit down two times and he didn't. Pulled out my strap. Yeah. Or these two students got in a fight in class. I kept trying, and it was really one-sided. Pulled so, out my strap. So think about that. You get two students who are fighting, and this is clearly one-handed, like one-sided. Somebody is just getting the business in English yeah. class. And that teacher keeps repeatedly screaming, get up off him. And you see a little kid getting his nose busted open or his lip busted <clears> open, and you keep screaming, get up off him. How do you think he's going to get him up off him? Let's talk about, let's be real about this. Uh, we have a lot of issues with sexual assault pedophilia in the classroom bro well, well, I'm saying yeah, so let's yeah, think about yeah. this so let's give a teacher <laughs> who has been uh, already imposing his quote unquote power on young girls constant call there's so many cases of, of molestation and inappropriate touching and behavior between teachers and students now you don't give that same thought process because obviously we ain't figured out a way to screen it out in the hiring process nah, so these still these same dudes are still going to get hired and even women now you give them a firearm on possession. So if you they you think that they couldn't do what they wanted to do with your son or your daughter with their words. Now you think when you give them an extra tool in the box that they can that they now know that I'm packing and that I'm in a position not only that I could affect your grade and your potential future, I got control of your life. Mm. Like uh, these are things that I don't think we're fully that this group down there is really taking into consideration. You have the kids who came out in protest saying, please don't do this. <laughs> We don't want this. We, we're asking for other solutions. And they hit them with the nah, son. We going to give a solution, all right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Molly Ann and John uh, Andrews is going to protect you with the gun. So think about this. When, when, when you know, Mr. Jones is hovering over your daughter in history, I need you to stay after class. <laughs> and he's just walking by, tapping the handle. Yeah. Talking about, let's talk about, you know, these low-cut shirts you're yeah. wearing. You know, uh, you you know, I'm a teacher. Who's going to believe you? It, it, because I, that's been the thing that's been going on for so long. Yeah, I'm I mean, a teacher who's going to believe you? And and I said, this is just so many which ways to wrong. And, and I would just think about what message is that saying to our kids about this is how we resolve stuff. Mm. Like this is how, you know, this is how we going to play this. 
And let, let's, let's also look at that, too. What happens the first teacher involved shooting where there wasn't a firearm involved? Mm. What do you think that will do to that school? Because, OK, you have these kids who are trying to bounce back now from the shooting and a lot of them are traumatized. They need a lot of therapy. That's definitely. What do you think is going to happen across the board when they find out the first time when when homie were reaching into his backpack for his phone <laughs> or to grab his pen? Or hell, he maybe he threw a pencil at the teacher, and they opened fire on him. Shot him dead. I'm saying, how many bodies have to drop before you would then revisit that law? Mm. Because I don't think it'd be a one and done. Yeah. So how many students got to get smoked in math class by the teacher before then we go back and revisit it? We are allowing untrained professionals who've been trained who went to school for years to be teachers to now all of a sudden to be law yeah and i think that's uh just the 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 idiot who ever thought that that would be a good thing or the idiots who think that's going to be a good thing a simple solution to a bigger problem you know what i'm saying and when you look at the the, the people that are probably pushing this are White Republicans, white conservatives. Oh, Mr. 45 is leading this Mr. charge. Mr. 45 talking, and it's just the rhetoric and just the insanity. Because at the end of the day, mass school shootings for whatever reason is not going to stop until you go to the root of the, um, the issue, and that's the mental issue, uh, the health issue, right? Yeah. These things need to be addressed. It's not, okay, what are you going to have? Now you're going to have a shootout? That's going to maybe cause more of of uh uh, a death toll because now if you have a shootout if the, the the person's coming in what is that teacher supposed to do stay in the classroom go find the shooter the shooter comes in the teacher shoots the shooter shoots and all people are running trying well, to get out the way how let's, does this let's, work? let's look at an example of that scenario let's keep all things equal of the last several shootings that have happened if you came to school with the sole intent of opening fire under the premise that nobody else has a gun you realize that the police are going to get called and at the end of the day how this is going to end and like that last scene of Young Guns in the end. But if you know every classroom there was an armed teacher, think about your approach. That means you got to be in it to win it. That means you need to go, you, you're spraying do door by door by door. You realize after the first threat of you having a gun, any of these doors can potentially open up and open fire on you. That whole dynamic is, I mean, is, is just war zone. Mm. Like, for real, for real. Like, yeah, and that's a good point. What do you do? If you're the teacher, do you just stand in your classroom with, yeah. with a pistol aimed at the doorway and who, who, when it opens up, whoever get, opens it up gets it? Or do you take it to the hallways and y'all militia go go, and go shoot go out? Look up, you know? It doesn't make any sense. You have schools that are underperforming and you're now going to give teachers that are underperforming guns. Well, let's look at that too. <laughs> Most teachers, teaching is their second profession. Mm -hmm. So let, let's so we put that in. Most people who are teachers failed at their first profession and the degree that they got carried over into teaching. So there, there's not a whole like percentage wise. Most educators didn't grow up saying, I want to grow up and be a teacher one day. It was your your uh, communications degree, your, your, your English degree, whatever. All you had to do was go back for your 15 units of early childhood education and you could teach. Yeah. So you have a lot of people who are this is just I'm qualified to do this. Not passionate about the job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like they're not in love with the craft. Like this is just something that it pays the bills and it got benefits for their kids if they got them. Being a school teacher. Yeah. 
So that's all they doing. They show up Monday thinking about Friday. Can't wait for summer vacation. They just as bad as the kids sometimes. And their tolerance for children. You think your tol- your patience runs thin with the two kids you got at home. Imagine the 300 that come through their door every day. And the 300 that come through their door every day that they are mandated to try to teach them something that's going to benefit them in the long run. Yeah. A bunch of ungrateful because they're a, te- they're a student. I mean, every now and then they may get one or two of a shining stars. But more often than not, if you had a great experience, you come back to your school after you left and you let that teacher know. I just want to let you know, man, what you did for me in my sophomore year. Or, you know, man, I'm glad you was there senior year because as I'm 25 or 30, I get it now. But a lot of that stuff is a thankless job. Yeah. You know, you just get kid after kid writing you little notes and you see, you know, derogatory pictures of you written on desks yeah. and all that <laughs> and all the other mess that kids do. But there's a lot of people who are fed up in their jobs. Yeah. Thankless jobs, underpaid, underappreciated. And, and, and then really the benefits we talk about instant gratification. You know, you, you know, you don't get those until later down in life. And in reality, sometimes you get um, bypassed because a lot of those students, when they grow up, they forget about the first grade teacher. They forget about the third grade teacher, yeah. the seventh and eighth grade teacher. They remember the high school uh, um, teacher that they had that really pushed them. It's like, well, what about Miss Sandra or what about Johnny? And I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Teaching is probably the most underappreciated job yeah. <laughs> aside to parenting yeah right a parent and a teacher they go hand in hand that nobody appreciates yeah. nothing they do nope. right from the pay to um you know the accolades to to just the, the 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 being honored in a sense of you know well it's almost like oh well i didn't ask to be born you decided to be a parent i get that but damn when i did a great job the appreciation value is not there. And then with the teachers, I mean, yeah, you got those teachers that get those the, the best teacher of the year award. Yeah. But what about those teachers that are not always in the front light of, of that? The they're workhorses kind of the on they're campus. Workhorses, they're really doing the job yeah. that's supposed to be done. But they don't want to be in, in, in that kind of, you know, because it's all cliquish anyway, right? They don't want to be a part of that, that environment. They just want to do what they want to do. This is... An important and a very, very, very important um, issue to, to reach out to talk about because the parents have to understand that, one, us having this happen is catastrophic. Two, teachers having that much power is catastrophic. Three, the fact that we're going to this route in America in 2018 because of something that has been relevant for years, mass shooting in this country that we would refuse to try to look at in the in-depthness of how we could ban assault rifles, uh, why the fact we have assault rifles and how we're so militarized in effect of, well, if he has a gun, I got to get a bigger gun. And then how's Johnny get all these weapons? We've been screaming this same stuff on the streets. So uh, I applaud the Florida kids but we've had the same kind of uh, mass shooting in, in the streets in a black community for decades. And no one has reached that empathy to kind of look at it like, ah, oh, we might need to check it in. It's almost like, well, those guys, that's what they do. They kill each other. No, that's not. That's not it. We need to be more focused on real solutions, mental health being one of the major things to dissect what's going on, giving freaking teachers or anyone at that matter that's not equipped. If the police ain't equipped 
to make rational decisions. How the freak you think teachers okay, are going to let's be? also take into consideration, this is the same, the, the, the school district, this is the same folks who got rid of spanking students because they thought that was wrong. You know, the old days, they used to be able to swat your kid in school. They used to be able to take that ruler across the knuckles. Yeah. They used to be able to put hands on your child. And the, the nation as a whole went by and said that that is horrific, that that is wrong, that that's abuse. And that, but he can't spank your kid with a paddle, but he can get this Glock. Like, that's, that's what we're saying is, is the mentality to, 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 to backlash a certain behavior. I mean, and I would be interested to see what onus of okay so when you buy a gun it's like when you buy a car it's registered to you if you if 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 i have my car and all of a sudden i'm in here doing this podcast with you if my car ends up driving through the the grocery store like in the the the, the driver is nowhere to be found i'm the registered owner of that car they're gonna come see me and i better prove that i a didn't drive that car or b knew who did yeah. Like I am the one who takes responsibility because that car is registered to me. Yeah. The same with your gun. Mm. When that gun is registered to you, it's a reason why you don't buy guns like you buy potato chips. Like after you make the purchase, what you do with it is your business. There's a serial number associated with that, which goes through the Department of Justice, which goes to your ID as well as a bill to prove you live there. Like when you go to buy a gun, they want your fingerprint. They want your ID. They want a second form of uh, uh, either a registration or a bill or something to prove that this is where you live, like to link this gun directly to you. Yeah, it's yours. Who was the registered owner of the firearms used at the school shooting? Because that's interesting. And what culpability are they attached to this? Because I think also if you started saying if you're 14, 15, 16, 17, hell, 18, 19, 20 year old son took your gun and went on this shooting spree and you were held responsible because you were the registered owner. I think you start to see a shift on how some of this stuff is taken care of. I think you see you start seeing more locks on these firearms. Mm. I think you start seeing a lot less access that these kids get. Because if your 12-year-old or your 17-year-old goes and shoots up to school and shoots 17 people, guess what? You go into prison right along with them. I've always thought that there should be some kind of accountability for parents on a lot more things that these kids do. That's what I'm a saying. Like, like you, you, if you are the you are the one, you're the one. Who had to do, fill out the paperwork? You're the one that had to put the fingerprint. You're the one that had to show that, that you were going to be responsible. There's a test you have to take to get the under your own gun. There's, there's a paperwork to get a gun, and I'm talking about the folks who did it the right way, the legal way. Yeah. You're saying that you're accepting responsibility for this, for this piece. Even when you sell it, you have to fill out paperwork, just like when you sell your car to release responsibility to this, to this gun. You're saying I sold it to such and such on this day. If anything happens with this gun five years from now, it ain't me. Yep. Yeah, I it, mean, but, but if this, if this gun was used to shoot seventeen people on your watch, how was it gotten? What because there's a, there's a cable that's supposed to be used to lock it up. There's a whole lot of steps taken to to preserve. If you didn't do that, you should be held just as responsible. That if your kid got into something and got poisoned because you didn't lock it up, mm-hmm. if you're like there, if, if you started getting parents started, I don't care if the kid is over eighteen or not. If you are the registered owner. You may not get life like they got life for sentencing, yeah, but, but I think you, there should be some culpability that goes to you because you were the registered owner. I think if more people had to deal with the backlash of those things, more parents, they would be much more mindful of these when they start seeing these pictures, when they start seeing these notes, yeah. when they start hearing these rumors about what their kid might be doing. When they realize, I'm going to go to prison right along with your ass, I think you might get a little more involvement. There's, there's so there's, uh, and It's almost even a sympathy card for the shooter. 
of Florida, the Florida shooting, latest of the shootings. It's almost kind of like, yeah, the victims are, are, you know, we're watching and paying attention to the victims and everyone is uh, saluting their advocacy. And I think that's that's noble. But when um, black folks was advocating for, um, you know, change with with police murders and the henchmen's uh murdering of unarmed black folk it was almost like raw thugs and and, you know gangsters uh you know rowdy uh un-american yeah uh, you know kaepernick doesn't need oh my god he's disrespecting the flag but you turn around florida kids are saying we uh, uh need to stop this gun violence let's let's um you know ban certain weapons and now all their you know the monarchs of of this new movement, which has pretty much been, if you look at it, the same movement because uh, killing of people, regardless if they're the police officers doing or it's a, a, a white identity extremist doing it, um, let's call it, let's call the young white kid who did it what he is or, yeah. or Latino, whatever he is, but let's call it what it is. Um, you find this different lens and this different um, idea that America looks at these these soft-spoken kids that are now, um, you know, doing sit-ins in front of the White House where, turn around, a few years ago, a lot of blacks were doing this across the nation and it was, uh, you know, deemed to be uh, rioting, deemed to be uh, 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 these these rural, un- uneducated folks standing up against a system that is doing exactly what the system is supposed to do, which it is. But I look at the tend for America to always represent the good to the bad with white and black and how um, these students are being applauded and other folks were being derailed and the opposition that we got for trying to speak upon these different things that when you look at it, yeah, it might be unarmed, um, African Americans being shot by police, but there's a bigger problem, and it's and it's the existence of certain guns and the existence of those folks with the guns that now feel they have a power, and um, this mental health issue that I think goes into even when you look at police officers. I mean, shoot, the trauma that they have to go through. You know what I'm saying? All the time, and then and, and then blacks. We're in this consistent uh, mechanism of trauma. We're in this traumatic experience from what we've seen or what we know that we may have to go through. So you deal with all these different things and folks really in life and life having to push harder than they've had to push just to make ends meet. Right. Just to be able to um, feel uh, significant in this world. You don't think that's going to create some type of uh, mental health? You don't think that's well, going to create some type of uh, fucking uh, dysfunction in, in in the ways that we have to constantly have to feel accepted by society, try to gain some type of popularity, try to gain some type of monies to pay these kind of bills? Like what? You see me ripping up about five uh, uh, Groups of bills that I have to pay. I mean, this yeah. shit is crazy, man. So, but then let's let's work it because I think part of it too. I think that mental health is a huge component, but I don't think it's the only one in the sense of let's just talk about people's belief systems, similar to the teacher when we started. Because her thought process is is that you know black people, people of color, are just beneath her. Mm. So because we're still talking about Florida, the the Jordan Davis shooting. Okay. Jordan Davis was the one who was in his car with the music too loud. Yeah. And homie pulled up and said, turn the music down. He actually got some time. But but my point is that that dude who shot Jordan Davis was a 47-year-old computer analyst. Mm. 
He wasn't, you know, he wasn't about that life like that. Like he would, he could have very easily been your your, your teachers teaching your, your your kids computer class, high yep. school computer class. He was a forty seven year old middle of the road computer analyst with a gun. Yeah. Who deemed that he felt personally disrespected by some teenagers at a gas station who refused to turn their music down, so he opened fire on them. Okay. That's the same dude who'll be the high school. The, the junior year computer teacher. Okay. Same mentality. I think some of it is is that I think that the mental health component that there's a, a disconnect. Some of it is is that there are just some mean bad people out there. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, I think some of it we 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 lean to disorder or or uh, a behavior issue or or some kind of psychosis. And some people are just fucked up. Yeah. Bottom line. I think that there's a percentage of people who are extremely benevolent who go out of their way for their fellow man who constantly sees a need about community and, and reaching out i think the way that 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 pendulum swings back the other way there's a group of people who just don't care mm. who who don't value other people who see them as less than who don't value their lives yeah there's no screening for that mm. you know what i'm saying like there's there's no i don't know you fucked up till you do something yes so do we really want to find out after your 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 high school junior's uh, computer teacher felt disrespected and opened fire on your son or your daughter? Yeah, because, because we're sure finding that they don't care about gender. Yeah, yeah, yeah because they're sure we're sure finding that um, a lot of these teachers have a problem with keeping their hands to themselves in a way of sexuality and all that all the things that's going on i mean every other day you know we talk about mass shooting every other day some teachers caught up in some scandal up and up up some kid's skirt up uh uh you know dating some child and having sex with him in the car getting caught up with him in a motel all I mean, that stuff they just, just come on man. they just had the teacher there was the videos going a little viral stuff over the last couple of weeks about a teacher there was two students fighting in a classroom and when the teacher opens the door and walks in he screamed and then i disrespectfully like a little girl like uh i'll show you a video there he walks in is like these two kids squaring up boxing door opens up teacher ah throws his arms in the air and put gets like in the fetal position Wow. That's who you'd give a gun to. Like a dude who don't want it. A, a, a woman who don't want it. Yeah. it could, just because you give somebody firearm training on how to point and aim, it doesn't mean you give them harder courage. <laughs> Not at all. Or what about the first time they think there's a gun and now they take the gun from the teacher? Mm. Because if you're real enough to come to school and start shooting, you ain't got no problem with snatching it out the hands of somebody who looks timid. Yeah. Or when you all. pull a gun first, I know you've got one. Or when the kid doesn't even have a gun and just knows that teacher has one and just presses them in the classroom in between classes. Give me your gun. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be. I got an issue with so-and-so after school. I'm worried. I'm fearful for my life of what might be waiting for me in the parking lot. I know Miss Miss Johnson in room three got a gun. Mm. Let me just put the rush on her and get hers. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. these, these are all these dynamics that, that could, could play out something real ugly. You 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 have to have your um, lesson plan, and you got to make sure you get to the shooting range. At all, you got to be thinking <laughs> survival with that gun at all. Think about that: four or five students in your class <sighs> looking you up and down, thinking looking for the gun, thinking, and all thinking stuff. we could take them. Yeah, like these four or five students plotting, like we we can get her gun off her. We we can get it off of him. 
Then what? You hear about a sh- school shooting. How did they get the gun? They got it off the math teacher. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's just, it's just, like, I it's mean, just, the way, uh, the way we we want to fix problems in this society is just so out of the it's just so out of the norm. It, it's a it's to the point where you just really have to ask yourself and question like who is really um, you know moving the 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 needle in this situation because everything that we've broken out there is not one thing positive. A, 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 a teacher having a gun does not prevent mass shooting. No. It doesn't prevent it. I mean, there's no way you can uh, uh, break down how now, whoa, teachers have guns. If a kid is coming through with a, a assault rifle, they're going to take out who they're going to want to take out. Well, best case scenario is that a teacher shoots a student in front of a school full of kids before the student can shoot the first person. That's your best case scenario, that a student comes on campus with a gun, brandishes the gun. And a teacher can kill that kid before that kid has a chance to kill anybody else. Mm. That's your best case scenario. What do you think that looks like? You know what I'm saying? When, 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 when Mr. Brown reaches under the desk and is just quicker on the draw than little Timmy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he gets because smoked in front of homeroom. Like that's going to be. The- and this ain't even a laughable subject, dude. But at the end of the day, this is laughable in so many ways because it's just we have ha- we having so many issues in schools. Yeah. Let alone to bring guns like the, the issue is not mass shootings, mental health in my mind. Yeah. Right. Um, what the issue is, is teachers being underpaid. Um, not being culturally relevant, not having enough diversity in teaching, um, being able to focus on some of the extreme behaviors because the extreme behaviors come from extreme conditions. World is changing. The, the classroom ratio. I don't believe any teacher. I work with kids. I'll take a group of 15 kids and can work that angle. Now take another five uh, another five on top of that with another 10 on top of that. Now you're talking to me to make miracles. How do I teach in a 50 minute time period? Average class fi- is 50 minutes. And, and then when I'm dealing with certain kids that are being passed around, being uh, um, passed without getting adequate information or being, um, you know, prepared to go to the next class. But you're telling me to make a miracle. You have all of these other needs that need to be met. I mean, we need to go look at some of these schools that they need to be reinvested. Some of these schools have had had the same, uh, uh, you know, freaking since 1974. Some of these schools have had the same curriculum, curriculum, same uh, um, books. You know, same facilities. I mean, you well, know, we have to re-renovate that. I mean, w- w- well, something with what you're saying. No guns. So take everything that you just said that they have to get done with the, with with that. They still, in order to keep their job, have to be on pace to get to a certain point every semester. So, like, if your kid goes to school, you've you've learned this. If you got kids once they get over middle school, elementary school is a little different, but middle school to through high school, they don't get through the book. Like the big old textbook, they don't get to the last page, typically. They just have so far that the teacher has to cover so much curriculum. There's a certain pace to keep. So in order to keep your job, you have to get through a certain amount of uh, curriculum. How much time do you have for this other stuff? <laughs> like, Because you're like, I, I mean, I'm worried about little Tony over there. 
You know, Michelle seem a little sketchy. Yeah. But if I don't stay on pace, I'm the one who's going to lose my job at the end of this year. <laughs> so as much as I want to try to give that extra time, a little extra help, um, I'm a chapter behind right now. So um, <laughs> we need to fly through these these courses and get these tests done. I, I hope he makes it on the back end. I hope somebody helps her out. You know, I'll send a message to the guidance counselor. <laughs> Hopefully they, somebody can do something with her. But yeah, I, 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 I can't be on that. You know, I, I just think that we, we see too often in this fearful society that we live in. Fear, 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 fearful, fearful, Everything that I hear, uh, it, the response to is, is that, you know, fearful for my life. Uh-huh. I just want to get home to my family. You know, I would just, I'm just, I'm scared. I was scared. I was scared. I was scared. I was scared. Okay. If you're talking about people who are 10, 15, 20 year vets on the force who've seen so much are telling me that they're fearful of a situation. You're going to tell me that somebody who's three years on the job as an English teacher is supposed to just got just balls of steel. That is supposed to just be Charles Bronson in the clutch. It's supposed to be Jason Statham on the fly. It's supposed to be Action Jackson uh, in, in the English classroom. Nah. Nah, son. It's going to be we have a bunch of people who are sh- who are showing who they are in the sense of their views on how they feel about everybody. Yeah. And, you know, when you get a scenario like that. Is it going to be it's going to be OK when Muhammad gets shot when he says that I felt fearful and he was is he was Muslim. Yeah. So we might let that slide or or when Jamal gets shot. Black dude, he seemed aggressive. Well, black folks are we can let that slide mm-hmm. when, when, when Manuel gets shot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We can let this. What's the first time Becky gets capped? Man. No, let's be for real, for real. The first time the black math teacher shoots the white teenage girl in the chest during English. That's what's, gonna be interesting. What's the first time where the Muslim teacher shoots the white lacrosse player? Because that's who the shooters are. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's not Jamal and it's not Muhammad and it's not Manuel. It's mm-hmm. Jacob. Yeah. So the first time when it's the Muslim teacher who comes out and is the shooter, is he the hero? Man. When when the black math teacher comes out and puts two in his chest, is he the one that saved the school? Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's a lot of angles that I don't think folks are really thinking about. I I, I think they probably are, but I don't think they care. I mean okay. they don't they don't they don't necessarily care because there's nothing that's gonna save our streets or make them safer. You know what? Something just popped in my head. I want to know who gets the account. Because if you're talking about putting guns in all the schools for all the teachers in the state of Florida, what gun manufacturer gets the account? Mm. Because in America, you always follow the money. Oh, it's always about that. And I would be real interested to see if all of a sudden Remington is is the gun for schools. Yeah. For every school district in the state of Florida, yeah, all teachers are supplied by Glock. Springfield is 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 got you covered. <laughs> I'd be real interested to 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 follow the money and see who's on deck, to because that's a billion dollar deal right there. Nothing here says safe to me. It says Nothing. America though. It says America. It says guns, money, and it, reckless yes, behavior. That's that's, it, that's all. What America. it does say to me is says profit. Yeah, it does say to me. Um, igniting more fear. It does say to me targets. You know, it does say to me. Um, now this is the way we can now police 
these unruly black students. This is a way that we can now with a uh, white problem. Yes, with, with with a white problem because it's been it's always white shooters. It's it's all it's always happened like that. Yeah, right? it's black now, people now all of a sudden, shooting. All of a sudden, we want to focus on drug rehabilitation. When the white folks is all strung Opiates, out, yeah. opiumed out, right? Yeah. When the blacks was on crack, was that you put the drugs there. They're criminals. They're criminals, thugs. We got to now, as the president again, has said we need to have a death penalty for the drug dealers. Yeah. That's another whole nother scenario. But this is just the American way and how they, they push agendas. To, uh, uh, simultaneously, you look at things going on from Vegas to Florida. You never heard these conversations when the South Carolina shooting happened when nine blacks got killed nope. in cold blood by a racist that admitted what they wanted to do. I wanted to start a race war. I I, I did this on purpose. There was no there was no other ways I wanted I chose black victims. You didn't hear nothing about well let's get the reverends and the pastors with guns. Let's pack them out. You didn't hear nothing right. about that. It was just kind of like okay, the bigger story that you heard wasn't even about the victims as you've heard in Florida. It was about the fact that the police let Dylan Roof go to McDonald's. I mean Burger King. Yeah. I mean that was a major uh, 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 piece of the story. It was never about what happened, why it happened. None of these things even came out. It was just the simple fact that, yo, uh, it was another shooting. And, you know, they kind of brushed that. And the Negroes forgave. And we're not going to discuss anything about um, guns in our community. And we don't even really talk about that as a mass shooting as much as we do all the other shootings. Yeah, happened. because, I mean, it, the fact is, if you're talking about, uh, you know, the, the, the gun ban, you could go all the way back to Aurora. The Batman shooting. When, when homie chained... <laughs> When homie chained up the doors and then started at the top of the stairs and opened fire and everybody ran down to the exit, it was chained shut. So they had to run back up towards where he was shooting. And he's still living. Yeah. In a facility. Yeah. Just, just, I mean, there's just so much stuff going <laughs> that on. stuff is great. One thing, like I said, I, I'll do my own personal research. I'd be interested to see, they, they passing that, what gun manufacturer is up on deck and what happens if that gets passed. Who, what, 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 uh, councilman, what governor, what, what's that? Who retires early? Because if that business, if that billion dollar business deal goes through, where Glock is now the manufacturer of all firearms, then all of a sudden, homies just, I'm calling it a day because it, it was a billion dollar deal and I got my 10%. They got the control. I'm, I'm out. But I mean, I think these are things that we have to be real about, that we have to look at all angles, that we have to feel like we have to get involved, even if it doesn't feel like it's our fight. And voice our opinion because when they get these things passed in major states, it's a matter of time before they get the smaller states. And then once you get a majority, then it's something that becomes standard. So you may think I don't even live over there uh, or I've got grown kids. I'm not even worried about what happens in high school. Yeah, but you, but here's the thing. If you got grown kids, you probably got grandkids. You know what I'm saying? You, you've got nieces and nephews. You've got this is, will create the shape, the change of your community. Maybe you don't, but maybe your sister's a teacher. Think about how that dynamic changes. Like there, there's a reason that we need to be engaged, that we need to be involved, that we need to be aware, and we definitely need to say something. Man. <laughs> I'm Jermaine Morris here with Barry Axis. Where can folks find you online for more riveting conversation like this? Barry Axis on Facebook, Instagram at Team Boy, and Barry Axis on Twitter. I'm Jermaine Morris on Facebook. Everything else is at J Morris CEO. It's been a Say Something Podcast here with Barry Axis. Yes, sir. And until next show. We will holla at you later. Indeed.